The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix Podcast. Tune in today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Go to a gum guy and I've got fucking orthotics. <laughs> and there's our start. <laughs> Kia ora everyone and welcome to Michelle's Gum Podcast. I know. <laughs> I'm feeling good about myself. We're just eating cupcakes so I'm sorry if you hear some kind of like noises about icing and caramel and stuff. Um, but we're here to talk about October in women's world, news, media and beyond. Um, my name is Alex Casey. I am joined, as always, by Michelle Court. Hello. <laughs> and Leonie Hayden. Hi. <laughs> this is going to be really great. I'm nearly, People... finished. I'm nearly finished this delicious cupcake. <laughs> I'll be with you in a sec. Okay. Let us know. So, huge month. We have a new Prime Minister. Yay! And it's um, a cheeky babe. It's a girl. It's a commie. <laughs> she's a pinky, pinko commie. I mean, she's pretty She's pretty for a communist. She's Well, she's got really big teeth. <laughs> but apart from that, sure. Yeah, someone let the horse out of the stable. Oh, I'd still do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, she doesn't talk too much. She'd love it. <laughs> Probably get pregnant and then she'll just live on a benefit while she's trying to be in charge of the country. <laughs> Fucking women. Congratulations, Jacinda. We Yay. are so happy. We are really happy. I was so much happier than I thought. We wrote we wrote a thing because all, all four of us wrote a thing mm. because we couldn't be in a room together. And I just, I am so much happier about it than I even expected to be because I was waiting for the right time. And there is not the right time. There is no right time. Just, just do it, I believe is yep. the phrase. It was tricky because it was like, obviously there was such a long build up that it wasn't quite the like... I don't know, I'm just kind of sitting at home and you just hear like Winston be like, it's her. And you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> but cool, it wasn't bro. quite like, I wasn't cool story, like bro. weeping. I don't know how you guys reacted when you heard the news. I did cry, but I'm a crier. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, uh, yes, I was really emotional about it. Though the build up was extraordinary, wasn't it? I was watching it all unfolding live, expecting Winston to be hiding inside the podium and jumping out and going, surprise! <laughs> And I don't know, it was, yeah, hide and seek with um, Paddy Gower and the other guy, Ryan? Ryan. Oh. It was Lloyd Burns. Lloyd, Lloyd. Next, yeah. Just next to the lift. It was very sweet. seemingly like in perpetuity. Yeah, and couldn't see people standing behind him. It was adorable. Mm. And what did, how did you react, Leone, when you, when you found I out? I had been like checking my phone and my feed like every 30 seconds mm. for what felt like two days. <laughs> and then I was at my friend's house up north in, in Russell 
and I guess we just got carried away with like dinner and stuff. And then uh, my friend's sister's partner came home and he was like, how about that news? And I was just like, <laughs> what news? And I just missed it by like an hour. <laughs> I've been glued to all of the social medias and news websites for ages. It was mm. really weird. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yay. And I just also felt like, oh, now I look like I don't care because yeah. it was announced like an hour ago and I didn't know. I'm just like roasting a chicken over here. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and then it, it was the same kind of thing because it was kind of like that anticlimactic. I just kind of found out while I had my hand in a chicken. Mm. I didn't really get excited <laughs> straight away. It wasn't until we sat down and we actually popped a bottle of something bubbly to celebrate yeah. and we had a massive cheers. And then I was like, oh, right, it actually happened. <laughs> and I got really excited, but it took all <laughs> seven. Uh, Cooking ass. a chicken is stressful. You just, is. one thing at a time. I, you know? I can only concentrate on one thing at a time in the kitchen. <laughs> I think the chicken appreciates it too. <laughs> For sure. I had one of those kind of beautiful, I just keep, when I was thinking about this podcast and thinking about, you know, Jacinda, I was thinking about what we did after the Trump, um, the emergency Trump podcast and how shitty we felt and how shitty everything felt. And I remember the next day walking around and feeling like a mood. And I don't even know if it's yeah. real or not, but I was just freaking out, trying to like connect with people because I was scared that everything had gone crazy. And then the day after Jacinda, I had this amazing interaction with a woman who was cleaning the toilets in the Spark building. And it was just me and her. And it was like such a small interaction. I just walked out. I looked at her, she looked at me, and she smiled and went, Jacinda? And oh, I went, oh, yeah. So I went, yeah. And that was just kind of it. And we just went, squee. <laughs> like, just a little squee. Oh, that's fantastic. That's really lovely. That is really lovely. There, are, and I think there is a really nice feeling. I, uh, I, uh, Wednesday, so many days later, five days, six days later, um, I drove to Rotorua to do a corporate gig for uh, road transport engineers who uh, there were 125 of them and they were 95% men. Um, and uh, th- so those gigs can be really hard and because uh, they and I was a surprise entertainment and uh, sometimes being the surprise entertainer is not the thing that you actually wanted because they were hoping for Di Henwood or <laughs> Paul Ego or something and, and oh fuck it's a lady and so I preempted it by walking on stage and saying yes that's right we've got a lady in charge of the country you're going to have to expect a lot of shit like this from now on <laughs> and they loved it yeah. they weren't angry disappointed negative they were they took that in really good spirits like they were in on the joke they weren't being confronted by it and they weren't angry about it or any of those things it felt really good Mm. yeah it was a great night wow was this the same thing you wrote about when you said bitches in the house no that was the actual night oh right that was the night before (laughs) the night night at the classic when I walked out on stage and I could see I'm so uncool I don't know whether I was saying bitch is in the house or hey bitches in the house but all the women in the right <laughs> shouted Jacinda and they all shared so that's I don't know with it I don't know what I was just talking about it. yeah I just went with it it was great just do it but just know that when Michelle gets on stage and says things yeah. <laughs> they're just very responsive to, to, <laughs> to news events <laughs> oh, I'm just getting away with it really it's good and you made the comparison Michelle to the moment in Wonder Woman of which we have already talked about quite a lot and yeah. I think will continue to come up as like this kind of metaphor when cool things happen to women. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, it does, there is like a feeling, right, that it's there is. going into no man's land. 
there are a lot of people still against her if you look on Facebook and you mm. listen to the way that political commentators talk about her, which we will talk about very soon, I'm sure. I mean, they both have brown hair as well, which helps. That's right. <laughs> They're built really similarly. I would quite like to see Jacinda in a Wonder Woman costume. I'd also quite like to see Gal Gadot uh, as a as a uh, just wearing a suit, a nice pants, yeah. a nice pants suit. Maybe she wears one in the new she, in her ah, museum curator role. That's right. Great, she wears, like nice blazers. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I love that. It's like the perfect disguise. You'll never know who she is <laughs> if she wears a pencil skirt. <laughs> um, off topic slightly, there's a really good Wonder Woman moment in the new Thor movie. I haven't seen it yet. It's really good. You can spoil it for me. I just feet the character Valkyrie and she's really good. And mm. It's sort of like her moment of um, redemption and it's like a cool like awesome woman walking into battle kind of moment. Mm. There's, there's literal fireworks and so it makes oh, like your yeah. heart explode and sparkle a little bit. It's a really great moment. This is so new for us, isn't mm. it? We, mm-hmm. I, mean, I know that we've talked about this before, but we've never had the superhero, really, not not this way. And, I, you know, geeks come back at you and go, what about some character yeah. I've never heard <laughs> of in some obscure comic? But not a mainstream thing. This mm. is new for me. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, yeah, there have been, like, literally hundreds of, of powerful female comic book characters, but yep. as far as taking the lead in the film franchise, there's a whole different story. Yeah. Mm. And Thor's almost like a cool evolution of it, where the hero is a man, but there's, like, that scene is almost just par for the course now. Like, maybe we'll just well, exactly. get that all the time. Exactly. It's very much like an ensemble mm. rather than a movie just about Thor. Yeah, that's true. That's what they're going for, which is great. Is there a scene, there has to be a scene, where they're all walking together towards the camera in slow motion. Yay! (laughs) And it's really good. Okay. That's so good. Um, Should we talk about the kind of chicky babe, um, what is it, red princess, sparkle queen queen reaction that's kind of been bubbling under the surface? Because I've been trying to put some words together about it to, mm. to just as a guideline for douchebags who have never had to write about a woman before and it's clearly new and a bit frightening for them. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so lots of political commentators have been ascribing really juvenile, really um, ch- child feminine terms to Jacinda and I was thinking about it you know the the nicknames or the the way that you frame other politicians in the past have been um Bill English the double dipper from Dipton so it's a it's a thing about what he did or John Key the smiling assassin which was more about how attributes what he did yeah Yeah. verbs rather than Adjectives. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And Crusher Collins, she crushed cars. That was her thing. Um, Paula Benefit, fabulous wordplay on her <laughs> role at MST. So all yeah. of those, that, but that's different from this stuff, which is where they're really reaching for, oh, my God, how do I talk about a woman in a serious job? I who is also, I can't help noticing, younger than the rest and attractive. Mm. And they get all confused Mm. and come up with stuff that you could use. One of the rules, I reckon, is don't describe Jacinda in the same way that you could describe My Little Pony. (laughs) But it's about us. Just forget about her gender and leave her ovaries out of it. I had a weird Twitter exchange with someone who said that she was fabulous because she is of 
baby A. Oh, I saw that exchange, oh, Michelle. No. And you always handle these things so fucking classily. Like, <laughs> I just, like, scream internally all the worst words. And you're like, well, we'll we've all got opinions and we'll agree to disagree. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's, um, it's passive aggressive is what that is. Well, I know. That's what makes it so incredible because you always win with it. Yeah. By, like, keeping your head, you always come out on top, and I love it. He's not a terrible human, but he read the headline that I... I, I tweeted a link to a fantastic interview that Jacinda did with uh, John Campbell about kindness and empathy. That's what she wanted the government to ooze. You know, she Mm. wants this government to look and sound and feel different because of kindness and empathy. And he, he read the headline and decided I had described her or someone had described her as kind and empathetic. And that was, I don't know. I don't know why I'm trying to explain what he said. He was, it was stupid. (laughs) He's, he's baby age. She's yeah. of baby age. Yeah, I don't even, I've never even I heard that. Babies are of baby you, age. Yeah. Do you view men a baby, bro? <laughs> uh, yeah, and men are of baby age from uh, puberty to death. Yeah. Large adult sons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, in more than one sense. <laughs> and then there's Leighton Smith of News Talk ZB who called her a cheeky babe. Mm. Which I haven't, I didn't hear. I didn't really read anything about it. To be fair, I just saw the headline and went, this is yeah. to be expected and <laughs> yeah. kind of tame, if anything. <laughs> but I just had a thought of like, is it also just that generally in like language, we don't have words. Like if you say boss, people are like, um, I think you mean hashtag girl boss. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like a woman that's a gendered, like I'm trying to think of other ways we've described powerful women leaders. in yeah. charge. Yeah. Or powerful men and how that language, I feel like maybe it's not, we haven't applied it to women historically at all, so no one just no one knows what to do. No, we had Thatcher. Um, what was she? Iron. F- iron. What was she? Velvet glove. Iron fist. Iron. What was she? The curtain. Iron. Yeah, no, she she was the iron lady. Ironing the curtains. Something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I. It's somebody we was trying. Oh, Matthew Hurton was trying to compare Jacinda to Margaret Thatcher uh, on the radio. So, oh my God, uh, mm. just, uh, suddenly came over all tired. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, we don't. We we have had so few women in leadership leadership positions, and we had Helen, of course, mm. and and Jenny Shipley before that. Though, you know, lefties like like me like to point out she wasn't actually voted, and she was and just, <laughs> she just stepped into a gaping hole. But. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean that to sound the way that it did. So, but we just haven't had a history of women. Well, yeah. queens, I guess we've had. Yeah. We've had. We're used to having regal. Oh, I don't mm. know. A lot of political power. Those mm. royals. Um, but yeah, no, like you say, like we struggle to find the language, and also that same thing where it's like because we've had so few women in power, they just have to be compared to each other. Yeah, you, you know, you don't find. Yeah, people comparing just into two other strong young That's male true. leaders. Mm. No, if you're going to compare it to anyone, it'd probably be Justin Trudeau. Absolutely. But mm. you sort of you hear about people talking about them kind of as like peers and making jokes about how they should hook up. Yeah. But like you don't hear people comparing them as equals and peers within yeah. their you know yeah. spheres of power. I mean, I noticed that hard out when I was working at a music magazine that all the male reviewers, when forced to review music by a woman just had like this very small handful of other women that ha- they had to be compared to it's like mm. well 
no yeah. <laughs> actually yeah that guitar sound sounds like that 90s all-male rock band but you decided that can't be compared because it's not another lady <laughs> has to sound like pj harvey yeah 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 well we're working on it right we're working yeah. on it's very it. exciting well yeah and i'm not disheartened or even i'm not even all that ticked off about it because I'm just really enjoying sitting back and watching her be awesome. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, all you dicks are going to look so fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah. Immediately, exactly. but also history will show. Just yeah. as they slowly roll out all the things that we've been told for nine years that are impossible. <laughs> That's impossible. We couldn't possibly do that. That's impossible. Well, well it's actually going to be done wanna. by Friday afternoon. Yeah. Most of it. <laughs> yeah. It was really interesting, you know, but all the people saying they that this – Labour Party didn't have policy, well, they're fucking chucking it yeah. down on the table right now. What I will be interested to see, though, um, you know, cards on table, I'm a Greens voter, mm-hmm. um, so I do feel like it would be interesting when they will potentially be forced to make an unpopular decision, which they will because, you know, compromising and whatnot it just comes hand in hand with politics and power, how that will go down in my particular social media bubble, you know, yeah. like yeah. I... I'm really interested to see. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just, yeah. I'm anticipating it. Yeah, I guess, well, it, it will. I'm happen. really interested to see how my most vocal friends who've supported Jacinda and like, are like ecstatic and kind of feel like she's like the next coming. Like, how mm. do we deal with that disappointment when it inevitably comes? Yep. Yeah. But it isn't here yet. So, well, and the one thing that I'm going to predict is that she will do it. I, I don't mean that she's going to do it with charm so that you. She's not going to slime her way through it, but I think she'll do it with some openness. I hope so, yeah. I still think, yeah, politics is a deceptive place to be in. I don't think everyone gets Mm. through it squeaky clean, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm, I did have to get almost physically restrained at Armageddon from buying a Jacinda as Princess Leia (laughs) t-shirt. Because my partner was like, she might do something bad. You know, like... (laughs) Don't get sucked. Like, what if you waste 30 bucks and then she does something matching bad? matching Darth Vader one as well then. But I was like, I've never been in a position where I'm excited to buy a prime minister on a T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah totally. That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I guess I, don't, I wasn't really psyched on Helen also. I was pretty young. But, you know, it's like, that's a moment. I don't care if it's yeah. like, yes, there's going to be little nuances and there will be difficult things. But I was like, that's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah it is, isn't it? It's so lovely to have hope. And mm. just, you know, there's possible. it's, it could possibly be good, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'll settle for that. Yeah. Isn't that grim? Um, before we move on, should we talk about some of our usual segments? Any cool tips? Anything you've been watching or reading that we want to pass on? Thank you, by the way, for sending in some suggestions to our page and stuff. We'd, um, we're going to try and collate them. Sorry, I've got cupcake in my mouth. This is so unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to try and collate them and kind of put them on the page. So if you listen to the podcast and you want to know You've forgotten what we were talking about. I'm trying to put up these collages within a couple of days of the podcast going up so you can check our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash on the rag pod. Also, by the way, shout out to 27 Names. Yeah. Forgot about that. They're our sponsors who make us happen every month. Fantastic. Um, Beautiful New Zealand um, designers, female run, amazing clothes, 27names.com. Check them out and support them because they support us. To eat cupcakes on microphone. (laughs) (laughs) To but be yeah, professionals. To be absolutely professional. But what what tips have we got this month? Um, I have a tip. It's more like a product endorsement, but it's not sponsored. <laughs> um, 
But I, so I, I am a very sweaty individual and I really <laughs> struggle to find antiperspirants that actually work or that just, yeah, that actually work. Um, Dove antiperspirant cream is the stick amazing the stick That's it's like what a I've stick got. cream and i've i've only been using it for like four weeks and i low-key feel like it's changed my life Whoa. and that that should be an indication of how sweaty i am like i just i so i actually hate summer i love summer but i hate summer and we also live on the third floor of like a walk-up building so, <laughs> so i just sit in my own yeah. sweat all day throughout the summer here from walking up the stairs but this cream is amazing, and I've just never, ever used a product like it. Saying that, if I could not use deodorant at all, I wouldn't use deodorant because I don't think it's good. So it's not like a tip in that I recommend people using mm. antiperspirants full stop because I do think that we shouldn't. But I unfortunately just don't think it's socially acceptable for me to not use deodorant. And I finally found one that works. So yeah, yeah that's my, my hot, hot tip. If you're a sweaty lass or lady, get some Can cream. you buy it here? But, yeah. Because I, this is, it's on my shopping list every time we go to North America is to buy the, the stick of oh, dumb deodorant. I didn't know yeah. that you could get it. Because I, I, I don't look for it here because yeah. I get it there. Pretty sure I just got it at the countdown. I May have been it. a new world, actually. That's great. Moved to a new neighborhood. I think it's a new world. They're so yeah. fancy, those new ones. Yeah, yeah creme de la creme. Yeah. That's why. Probably Sweet. imported. Yeah, yeah they're probably... <laughs> and like the international food They go to North America it. for me, which is very good of them. Yeah, that's my hot tip. All right, I've got two. I've got two. One is, because uh, we just talked about it before, the Alice Walker hot tip for uh, if you want to drink green tea all day but you don't want to go wild on the caffeine, is to um, uh, make a pot of uh, green tea, either loose leaf or tea bag. I don't mind. <laughs> And pour the boiling water on and then pour pretty much straight away, pour the water off and most of the caffeine will be gone in that first drawer and then then pour another load of hot science. water on. That's so science. That's, that's the most scientific thing we've ever had on It's good, eh? And yeah. Well, I, I read it in, in Alice Walker's powder on autobiography. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so she says that's how she drinks. She makes a pot of green tea in the morning and pours it off and then fills it again and drinks it all day wow. without going, wah. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good tip. It's great. And what was your other tip? My other tip is do the thing that you want to do most first. Because I've been, I have, <laughs> I've been working too hard, and it's all gone a bit mental and you know melty downy stuff. And I've worked out that I have been disciplining myself by saying, if you do these things today, then you can go for a walk or go and buy that thing or go and read that book or do and mm. so I get to the end of the day and the day's finished and I haven't got to the thing that I actually really wanted to do so I spend days and days and days not doing anything that I actually really wanted to do so I'm experimenting now mm. with going what do I most want to do tomorrow I'm going to do it first I'm going to get up in the morning and go for a walk and then I'll do my work I'm not going to do my work and then see if there's room at the end of it for a walk Yeah. so I'm going to try that yeah I'm How's into it, it? Have you been? Have you tried it already, or is this just a today? I, I did. Oh yeah, yeah I did. You it. I woke it. up this morning and ate a three-course meal. I did. I yeah. had dessert first, and then you got those cupcakes. <laughs> I did, and yeah, so, and I'm feeling really great. <laughs> I love it. This is really good. I have a tip that actually I stole from Madeline Chapman, who was recording this podcast, a producer extraordinaire, which is about making meagering noodles. Real easy tip: before you make them, just crack them in half. That's right, eh, Mad? Crack the noodle cake in half mm. because the whole cake is like a long noodle wrapped around, so they're super long. If you crack them, 
that gives you like the divide. It gives you the the, the break that you need. Oh, the short so nude. Long, I, mm. I like the challenge of the long nude. See, no, I eat it too fast. If it's oh. all in one long thing, I'm like, well, that's t- and it's done. I haven't fulfils. chewed. I haven't chewed at all. That's true. <laughs> do you just okay, like drink suck them up like a like a I tapeworm do. going yeah. in? Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm so, sorry. Just I made that one. image. Really yes. right. it's yucky. Yeah, that so was good. awful. My other one is also uh, <laughs> equally as oh, niche. Um, tips. This is a Halloween tip. Ooh. I got told because I coated my face in Look Sharp face paint for Halloween, and it was a horrible experience from start to finish because I it was very patchy, so I kept layering it, and I was like, okay, I'll just keep going. And I probably put about six or seven layers on, so it got very thick, got very crackly. It looked good for my costume, which was to be a, a horrible-looking person. But then I got to this party and I met uh, this woman who's like a makeup artist, nail technician, and she was like, if you ever need face paint, get a grease-based one, not a cream-based one. Good and I was like, tip. that sounds like a really useful thing. Uh, it's too late <laughs> for me right now. <laughs> My face is falling off in chunks. <laughs> but apparently those are a lot easier to blend and all that kind of stuff. I'd watched oh. a lot of um, YouTube tutorials and I didn't pick up on that as an important thing. You, you can do, put a layer of either moisturizer or sunscreen on underneath too. That Ooh. I mean, it, it just a, a thinish layer, so it doesn't slide off when, when when you want it actually to stay on. But mm. it helps get it off when you want to get it off. There you go. It's, it's a bit like the primer on the eyelids mm-hmm. that I learned. Same That's right. yeah. principle. Yeah. You can also mix your face paint with your foundation that helps it go on Ooh, a little bit. That's what you told me, I think. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, not, not for look sharp face oh, paint. It causes an explosion with the greasy ones. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So. I was like, I'm going to be so cool. I'm going to do what Leonie told me. I'm going to mix it up. I'm a little palette like thing. I was like, friggin' Van Gogh or something. And then like put it on, and my face went bright red, but then it also kind of like solidified and became like a noodle. It was very strange. More science there for you, though. So, <laughs> Grace? Yeah, yeah, it like solidified in a way that made me very uncomfortable. Oh, now it's a goring face. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is that for terrifying Halloween? <laughs> and what about watching and listening and reading? I've been reading the Top Twins Treasury of Sing-Along Songs, illustrated by Jenny Cooper. It's great. It's got five songs. It comes with a CD. Uh, My granddaughter loves it. And it's got classics. It's got the old classics. It's got There's a Hole in the Bucket. Mm Mm-hmm. Come on, people. It's just so great to be able to pass this shit <laughs> on like, to the... There's a hold in my That's bucket. the one. Oh. But what's the top one singing? It's just I got a certain je ne sais quoi. And their version of Shall We Come Around the Mountain is possibly one of the finest uh, recordings ever made in this country. <laughs> so... Uh, also, Dingle Dangle Sque- Scarecrow. My daughter, the granddaughter, just goes wild for it. Wow. Hey, my daughter, I'll be honest. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's a human. That's what I've been, that's what I've been reading. Yeah, that's Excellent. Um, I've been watching. Have we talked about One Mississippi before? No, I don't think so. It's no. Tignataro's TV show. No, I don't think so. Tignataro is this really amazing um, woman variety comedian from the US. Is she the one who had cancer? Yeah. Yes. So she got cancer and did the, one of the most extraordinary stand-up sets I've ever seen. The same mm. week that she was diagnosed, and she just winged it. And she wow. just talked about the experience of being diagnosed with breast cancer, and it was amazing. Mm. So ha- that being the last thing I actually saw of her, except for some quite funny cameos and different TV shows and stuff, she's got this new TV show called One Mississippi, and it's about it's semi autobiographical. It's about her going home for her mother's funeral, 
in, in Mississippi and sort of sticking around a bit because she's kind of at a loose end. It's sort of her post-cancer treatment, um, she's still sort of coming to terms with the mastectomy and sort of that's referred to quite a lot, quite explicitly in the show. And it's some of the darkest humour I have mm. ever seen. It's so funny, but it's so freaking dry and dark. And, um, yeah, I really recommend it. It's um, co-written by um, Diablo Cody. Oh, that really great she wrote writer. Juno. She wrote Juno yeah. and um, Jennifer's Body. And That's right. She's also got a really great YouTube series called The Red Band Trailer. Oh. I don't think she does that series anymore, but she interviews celebrities in a trailer. Cool. Her, yeah. um, her bio- autobiography, is that the one when you do it yourself? Yeah. Yeah, is real good. As Diablo well. Cody's. Candy Girl, I think it's called. Oh, About yeah, good. Her, yeah, when she was a stripper for like a couple of years. Um, yeah, amazingly funny writer. Where can you watch that show? It's on Amazon. Amazon Ooh. Prime. Yeah. A whole new platform. That's a new platform. God, yeah. there's so many platforms. <laughs> yeah. many. There is yeah. way too many. But yeah, no, I definitely recommend that. Tegna Tara is just a freaking hero. She's great, isn't yeah, she? She's, she's so, yeah. Really cool. Because she, she's so awkward. Yeah. But in a way that still makes you, but like Maria Bamford, in a sense, they're really uh, not the usual kind of stand up who makes you feel safe. Yeah. But yes. you do feel safe mm. because they're so deeply awkward and comfortable with their own awkwardness. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she's great. There's a really good I talked about this last time. I feel like every time I come on I'm like, there's a new great new episode of What's the Tea with Maria Bamford, um, where she talks to RuPaul and Michelle. And she's so oh, cool and smart yeah. and interesting and it's just like I did a show a with her. Did you? And it, 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 and uh, this my, uh, uh, I touched somebody who was famous um, <laughs> in Adelaide. She <clears throat> took a break from America uh, and went to Adelaide. This must have been two thousand and seven, I think. And we ended up doing some shows together. And she's just the loveliest human being. She's really, really, really great person. Well, my favorite, I've probably done this before, but my favorite joke in the whole world ever is if I was going to have plastic surgery, I'd like to have the part of my brain removed that cares about what other people think. <laughs> that's just that's so an amazing that's impression. Genius. That's Man, good. that was incredible. I thought she was in the room. <laughs> Michelle, I caught you. Yeah. Everybody. Uh, oh, no, I really needed to warm up before I did that. <laughs> I probably pulled something. <laughs> My favourite thing from this month, actually, is not... I've been quite bad with, like, watching and reading and just generally being. But in the the aftermath of the Weinstein thing, which we have a little bit of time to talk about, but not heaps, there was a Lindy West article that had <laughs> the best headline I think I've ever seen in my life. It's, yes, this is a witch hunt. I'm a witch and I'm hunting you. Yes. <laughs> so good. That piece was the best. It was like a punch in their face. Yeah. It's, um, I have been accused of being a vigilante witch hunter before for writing a, a, a story in a similar wheelhouse. And it's funny how that, um, yeah, I was just like, actually, that's a really good way of reframing it. Yeah. yeah. We're I'm coming. I want to be a witch hunter too. <laughs> there has been a shift, hasn't there? I think so. I think so. Yeah. A very tangible one, I I, think. I reckon. And I think it's about volume, but I think it's also about the place that we are in history. I think it it occurred to me a couple of weeks ago, like a few days into 
the exposure of Harvey Weinstein, and I apologise for saying that sentence, um, that uh, there are women now who... We've, we've achieved enough status, enough professional security, and mm. we can communicate sufficiently. All those things matter with each other and and communicate but you know past mainstream media mm. that um we're brave enough to speak and there are ways that we can hear each other yeah yeah absolutely it's just gone so like far and deep mm. as well like just the conversation just erupted yeah yeah across I, every industry it's felt like yeah like yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, and the Me Too movement that came mm. out of it. I mean, do we, we don't really need to give context to this, right? Everyone knows what we're talking about at, yeah. this, at this juncture. Unless they've <laughs> just arrived from another planet. Yeah, welcome. You should probably <laughs> yeah. do something else before you I, listen to I this podcast. I hope you've got a return ticket because it's a bit <laughs> weird around here sometimes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but to see that outpouring, we actually got sent in our inbox. There's, there was a, um, a New Zealand woman who set up a Tumblr, a hashtag Me Too Tumblr for women in New Zealand, and just the volume, like you say, mm. And the, it's it doesn't discriminate. You know, you have people saying from the ages of, you know, baby age to baby age to wherever in any industry, any part of the country. Because mm. I think, yeah, I mean, part of the Weinstein thing is that it happened to women that we feel like we know, right? And there was a thing you sent this uh, link through Michelle where Jane Fonda and uh, Gloria, Gloria Steinem. Steinem were talking about it and saying, I mean, yeah, we do have to acknowledge it's a fact that they were white, famous, attractive wealthy women, people, wealthy yeah. women. That we feel like we know it's been happening to women of colour and black women who are poor and we don't know and we've, we've, turned, our, we've turned a blind eye and a deaf ear to mm. it. But when you have Gwyneth Paltrow, goops on. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. you know, yeah. and there is... That is a, a horrible reality that yeah. a lot of people don't see these things as tangible or they think they're these kind of invisible forces that don't exist yeah. until there are people who tell us stories for a living yeah. and have their faces everywhere that you're like, yeah, it's uh, as twisted as that kind of sounds. It's almost like the perfect narrative for people to understand. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. tangible figures and, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's, it's where does it go now, I guess. It's interesting to see some of the um, men that's empowered to sort of step forward and say mm. me too as mm. well, mm. Um, yeah. you know. And, and obviously, this is like it's a it's a woman's struggle. Like, let's be honest. But I just I find that kind of solidarity really like heartening, like yeah. mm. because it it really proves that um, that theory of ours that we've talked about so much that feminism is for everyone, feminism yep. benefits everyone. Mm. Yeah, you know mm. the patriarchy tears us all down, men and women, and everyone yep. in between included. Yeah, and so when you see you know this women led movement actually help men to say, oh, actually me too, like Terry yeah. Crews, you yeah. know, yeah. like big bulky Terry yeah. Crews was like, well, yes, actually, me too. And yeah, I found that, that really young affecting. Actor that you know, Kevin Spacey was all up in his business, and mm. he's he's me too. And it's just like I I love that. Yeah, yeah, that 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 women led movement is for everyone. And those stories, I think, are really useful for some people who don't get shit easily yeah. because those stories quite often show you so clearly that this is about power. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. 
Mm, and, and it's also oh, don't who say. has all the power. Well, yeah. And the people who say, well, why don't you just run away or why don't you push him off? It's like, have you seen Terry Crews? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, right. And he was in public when it yeah. happened. And even he was... With his yeah, wife standing beside him. paralysed yeah. by yep. doubt and fear. Mm. It's, it's not... Yeah. Not that that needed to be validated by a dude having experienced no. it, but no. I guess that's one way in which another man might understand it a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there was the, kind of the Kevin Spacey thing, which was... Whew. Which I just caught up on today because I've been off the grid for a few days. But, wow, what an appalling yeah. choice he made right there. I mean, sorry, that sounded awful. But to conflate... Being drunk and gay with... Yeah. Yeah, with... Yeah, paedophilia with... Mm. G- g- you, he's basically been accused of paedophilia and he used that moment to d- come out Deflect. officially. Yeah, and that's Employ just... deflection shield. I'm gay! <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's fine if you say you're gay at the end, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Was, it was awful. I yeah. felt so it's, bad for that actor. I feel bad I can't remember his name. Anthony Rapp. Anthony Rapp. Anthony Rapp. It's got two P's in it. I think it's Rapp. Anthony yeah. Rapp. Thank you. Um, and this is just the start. You know, there's going to be so many more. I mean, there's all these people that, you know, you kind of hear of in Hollywood. There's that horrible X-Men director who I actually oh, think yeah. has proper charges against him. Um, but it got me thinking as well. I was looking back at all of the important you know, Hollywood's responsible for a lot of our culture or history, you know, in the Western media sphere. Um, if you took out people that have had allegations put like put against them, oh it's a really different looking <laughs> Roman Polanski, Woody yeah. Allen, you know, it's like, it's the, the systems that enable those people to keep making art, but also keep being in a position of power. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of mind-blowing. And yeah. then, like, you know, House of Cards has been cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I really care yeah. about that. But yeah, they have. Yeah, Yay. just the, the implications that they this will have. Kick Spacey off and made Robin yeah. write the main character. Yeah. She should have been the main character all along anyway. It's definitely kind of a weird knee jerk to just be like, mm, it's cancelled. Yeah, <laughs> don't, nobody, don't look at us. Yeah. Don't, we're doing nothing. We're not, we're not here. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're not here. <laughs> we're gay, by the way. We're just gay. <laughs> But, and, and, you know, so part of what you're saying too is that if you take out, so, so those, mo- those people have been making, have been our storytellers, have yeah. been creating our stories. And so, I mean, obviously the stories that they have been showing us have some of their fuckedness in them. You know, yeah. like the last mm. time I, saw, I went to see a Woody Allen movie f- several years ago, I just went, oh, no, I don't think you like women. Yeah. Mm. And mm. so it comes through all the time. So imagine what it's going to be like as more and more and more women are producers and directors and yeah, writers exactly. and how the stories are going to be much more accurate yeah. from our point of view. You know, like half the population are going to feel like the story is actually about us yeah yeah it does make such a difference as well and I I shouldn't be surprised anymore but I still get constantly surprised when I see you know directed by pop up at the end of a film that I've just really enjoyed and it's a woman's name and I'm like oh that's why yeah yeah Yeah, that's where the camera was trained not on the tits on the thighs it was on the emotion or the or on the flip side like I went to see bad moms too and you know I laughed I'm a simple girl with simple needs and I laughed quite a bit but there was a lot of it that felt really off to me and then I waited for the credits and like those movies are made by men written and directed <laughs> and like, that's, by that's how they happen yeah like, yeah. yeah it's like a really clear relationship some there. dude bros version of mom's gone wild <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Um, just another, speaking of other, the Louis C.K., I don't know if you've been kind of caught up in the allegations around him. There's no. not new ones. There have been historic ones that I was informed of. Uh, where he was kind of, I think, like masturbating in hotel rooms. Kind of that's, you know, that same kind of trapping, I horrible. I think his MO is to like lock uh, fellow comedians or just groupies or whatever in a room with him and make them watch him masturbate. Nice one, Louie. Yeah. Oh, don't. Oh, fuck. I, I know. Can I have somebody left oh, on a There's no one left. No. Honestly, fair. I think we genuinely, this is back to the witch, witch huntism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone, just assume they're all fucked. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? It's and it's what you just said before. If you knock out them, you also you're creating a space mm. for the women to turn up and do good yeah. shit. And, and that's the thing. I'm like, I don't. I mean, yes, people <sighs> talk about Woody Allen and Roman Polanski, and they've made these films that have defined a blah, blah blah whatever. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't think anyone is that good that no. they get to keep that position. Oh fuck, you know, no. like oh, I agree. It's I agree. It's indefensible and yet people they're still working they're still making movies louis ck is making this movie which looks really disgusting called i love you daddy which is coming out soon which is about like an homage to woody allen and it's just kind of like oh what yeah really yeah oh my god i'll put the trailer on a facebook page it's it's i'm very surprised your mind explodes like it's just the oh that's disgusting the the rat king is is eating itself. But you know what's going to happen? It's just people aren't going to go. Yeah. Or people are going to be like, yeah. what the hell is happening? I just, I feel like the tide is turning and you can vote with your wallet these days. Yeah. Or your illegal streams. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> you want to do. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, especially, I don't know, like Louis C.K. especially, you feel like he, I don't know, I'm not a massive fan of him, but I know that people see him as a He's particular a, voice exactly. in society. He's known for being self-aware. Yeah. So it's not like he's ever painted himself as like any kind of an angel. And to be no. honest, the fact that he masturbates in front of people is not even slightly a surprise because he talks so much in his comedy in his comedy about masturbating. So you're like, okay, well, of course that's your thing. But like to, mm. I, I'm surprised that he would, with any seriousness, be like, and by the way, Woody Allen's really amazing and not problematic at all. Like, yeah. I find that yeah. really hard to, yeah, I can't you know? get my head around it either. And a lot of people would go, sounds good. Yep, sign off. Here's, yeah. here's a couple million dollars. Not even much it takes to make a movie. I don't know. But yeah. So don't go and see that no. in summation. Probably well, won't, hey. If you weren't like a palate cleanser to all these <laughs> gross dudes then, the movie I was talking about enjoying and finding out was directed by a woman recently, specifically, mm-hmm. was the movie Landline. It's a Jenny Slate oh. film, and it's from the same director who directed her in Obvious Child, which is one of my hands-down favourite comedies of all time. Jenny Slate's a delight. Um, there's a, it's about it's set in 1995, so like the setting is really delightfully yeah. like underplayed, but 90s as fuck. Yeah. So if you actually remember <laughs> the 90s, it's like incredible. It's also just like really like raunchy and funny and. Um, quite unashamed of talking about like weird body stuff and the you know how awkward sex can be when you're in a long-term relationship and you know that sort of stuff it's very very funny so um yeah landline directed by um jillian robespierre who also directed um obvious child really great for getting the taste out of of gross dudes out of your mouth nice (laughs) and your eyes and your ears yeah your brain just nostrils in general. Damn. On that note, shall we yes queen it 
and um, yes, and get on out there. Yes. What have you guys? I don't actually know if I have one, which is so I, bad. I have met multiple. Oh, right. my, my yes queens, uh, um, all of the contestants in the <gasps> Miss Peru yes. um, pageant. This is the coolest story. This week. Um, and all of them in their um, evening gowns in the section where you stand up and you say, my name is, and then you say what your measurements are. You say, you know, your waist and your bust and your hips and stuff. Um, each one of them stood up and they said their name um, and their measurements are, for example, um, 2,202 cases of murdered women reported in the last nine years in my country. And then the next one stood up and said, my measurements are uh, 65% of university women who are assaulted by their partners and so on and so forth. So each of the contestants stood up and talked about um, a problem plaguing women in Peru Femicide, apparently a big problem in Peru. Yeah. And um, as kind of lame as beauty pageants are, I mean, talk about using your platform for good. Absolutely. The the number of people tuning in and watching that. Because South American women are so hot. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's the audience that you want to get that information to. And what a great way of doing it. I um, totally support. I would, would, yes. Many ask queens, Miss Peru. I'll jump in because my mic, not because you've got more, right? But I'll jump in and do my. I just want to, Yaz Queen Ashley Judd for being one of the first to speak mm. up against Harvey shit for brains, um, and she also I'll give you the link. She has a really sweet um, uh, video for young women on how to stop sexual harassment, and um, and it's really it's like practical and useful and delightful. Um, this is how I got rid of Harvey Weinstein <laughs> stuff and her, and it opens with uh, with her walking down um, spoiler alert walking down the street if she gets harassed walking down the street she turns around and says to the wolf whistler or the shouter or whoever inappropriate and unwelcome and then just moves on it's perfect so yeah great show, I love show how dry that is all of your teenage friends inappropriate and unwelcome inappropriate and unwelcome and then she spins on a heel and walks the other way is that the inspiration for your stop being disrespectful to no, women it, it was just coincidental I maybe snort right through my nose when I saw it it's like I don't know if she listened to our podcast or if oh, she came up she with does. it all by herself yeah yeah screen yes, actually queen. and what was your other one Leonie no take, that was my slot oh it was just that you had multiple oh multiple women I had multiple in, in all of the contestants in Miss Peru how cool that they did the solidarity got together every single one of them yeah. did it I think that's mm. really great I love the thinking of like the planning of that, like getting yeah. in a little circle. Yeah. yeah. So good. Here's um, what we're going to do. Yeah, here's what we're going to do. We have to go is what we're going to do. But thank you very much for listening. Please, if you want to like recommend stuff as well that you think would be good for us to read or recommend or watch or listen to, and we're getting a lot of good podcast recommendations as yeah. well, we will pass those on. So get in touch with us using the hashtag, hashtag OTRpod or on our Facebook page. Thanks, 27 Names. Thank you, 27 Names. Love you, 27 Names, for making this happen. Thank you, Madeline Chapman, for recording. Thanks, Leone. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. you. What's your name? I don't know. (laughs) Who are you? I don't know. I just turned (laughs) up. The microphone was on. And we will talk to you next month. Bye. 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 Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? 
With over 300 kilometers of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Talo for lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spin-Off. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spin-Off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.